This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the 100% LCFC podcast. I'm Lee Chapman. Give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter and 100% LCFC a follow at 100 LCFC on Twitter and Facebook. Welcome to this week's edition of the 100% LCFC podcast, hosted up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and also through my own personal YouTube, as well as Facebook. Make sure you follow us at 100LCFC on Twitter and on Facebook, and give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at ADT Taxes. Download the app today. Our pals at Peter's Pizza... Visit them before a match and get a two-for-one deal. Then wash it down with a refreshing Everard's Tiger. And finally, visit Loserpool. Loserpool.com. Place a bet on a losing team in the Premier League. If they lose, you advance into the next stage. The last man standing is declared the winner. Win £1,000 guaranteed. Visit Loserpool.com. Okay, a big thank you to everybody for putting up with 100% content over the last few weeks. It's been a very difficult time, especially during, you know, the whole Vashai incident. And I, for one, am finally moving on onto the football itself that we bring. We bring the content to you guys as fans ourselves. And today's my first 
episode of the podcast that I'll be actually talking about football and only football. Bit difficult since it's the international break, but I shall move on because we do have Brighton at the weekend away and there's a lot to discuss and a few rumours about players linked to the club and some other interesting little bits of gossip. So let's get started. Now over the the course of the week, there has been a few Leicester City birthdays. Ben Hamer, former Leicester goalkeeper, turned 31 in the week. And Alan Smith has celebrated his birthday, as well as Anthony Knockhart. So a big happy birthday to all three of those individuals. And a a massive, massive shout out to them from 100% LCFC. On this day in 2015, in the Premier League winning season, Jamie Vardy got his perfect 10 against a Newcastle with a 3-0 away win on the 21st of November 2015. Jamie Vardy got a goal on the 45th minute and it was a goal and a half and took him to 10 consecutive goals. He laid it to Joa, who Joda then played it straight back to him and he took uh, two men on cut inside and then he slotted it on his near post and it just went straight into the bottom corner keep had no chance and the rest my friends is history what a goal that was and what a moment that was and what a season that was now speaking of anniversaries mr steve guppy against chelsea at filbert street that goal is the 20th anniversary 20th anniversary of that goal at Filbert Street against Chelsea it was um, it can what a curler it was Wow. Crazy times, huh? 20 years, I'm starting to feel old. (laughs) Now, if you were there at the Filbert Street when Steve Guppy scored that, what was the atmosphere like? Let me know in the comments because I would really like to know if any of you guys that are listening are from that era. It'd be really interesting to get your views on that era and that ground and that atmosphere in general. Okay, so moving on to the actual football news. VAR, VAR, whatever you want to call it, is being introduced into the Premier League next season. Uh, You know, after various complaints by players, club members and a lot of people in and around football requested that they added the VAR system into the Premier League next season. And this is what some of the fans have had to say on Leicester Fan TV. Robert Edward Tart said, yes, it means the refs can't be as biased to the big clubs. Ricardo Nito said it will not solve all the problems, but it didn't in Portugal. However, there are some stupid decisions that are being fixed by the VR system. So let's see. Chris Tiggs Chambers said if they do it correct, yes, I think they need to follow the NFL on the challenge basis. So if you disagree, you get free challenges. And if your challenge is correct, you keep a challenge. If you're incorrect, you lose a challenge. Don't want to see what we've seen at the World Cup with players constantly drawing TVs with their fingers. Yeah, an interesting one by Chris there. Tyler Preston said it's a good thing makes the game fair and stops people blaming teams winning due to offside goals or people arguing should it be a goal or not. People just need to realise it'll eventually go against us too as much as it'll go in our favour. 
Every team scores a goal that shouldn't be a goal at least twice each season. I'm all for it. It will be fun to see Man United in the Championship in a few years' time. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> One last person before I move on to the next subject. Don Bray. Can't wait for the imaginary box drawing to begin from managers and players on any dodgy decision. Even though it's only supposed to be for offside, clear or not, penalties, goal line decisions, as seen during the World Cup, it has plenty of flaws. I see the good and bad in it, but for spectators in the stadium watching live, the decisions need to be relayed much better. We will see. Yeah, that that's... I. I agree with that, Dom, to be honest. That's exactly how I would have put it myself. Um, but we all know now from it because Sky Sports News broke the news on a tweet um, only last week. Breaking Premier League clubs agree in principle to introduction of the VAR from next season. Hashtag SSN. going to be interesting. Very interesting next season. Also on today's date, would you believe in four years' time the World Cup will start in Qatar? What a dodgy time for a World Cup to start. I'm really against it myself. I want your thoughts, so get those in in the comments on the podcasts on either Twitter or on Facebook or even in the SoundCloud comments. And let us know what your thoughts are on this. Or write into us at lastafantv.com as well. Um, I'm really, really down about the whole f- f- Qatar World Cup, November, Christmas. It's just not the same, is it? You know, we we enjoy it in the summer. So it's going to be a very strange, strange one indeed. And just while we're there on the subject of international football, well done to England for smashing the uh, the, the, the Nations League and going into the, the next, you know, stage. It, it, is, is it coming home, guys? Is it coming home? And, uh, yeah, just, just an exciting time to, to be an English fan. You know, all these players that Gareth Southgate is bringing in and out are very young, you know, exciting players. Even though we're having some players in like Wayne Rooney as a one-off for charity, which, eh, it is what it is. It's for charity. I'm all up for charity. Speaking of charity, we've got a few things going on still at 100% LCFC. We've got the Wharf of the Chai. Uh, don't forget about that, guys. That happened, obviously, last week. And uh, there's still some raffle prizes to be made uh, during Christmas time. You, well, you Just follow us on 100% and you'll see some more info about those later on down the line. There's signed stuff by Jamie Vardy and there's all sorts of stuff. Um, so we're going to do some raffles and all sorts of bits and bobs as well and we also have started a GoFundMe page for Mr Vashai's uh, statue as well and uh, even if it just goes towards it that would be great by the fans if you want to donate anything to do with that at all and help as a fan just pop in on the description of the video or description of the podcast and it will be there for you to click on Right, Leicester City Football Club news. We have been linked with Arsenal's out-of-favour midfielder, Mohamed Alini, again. And I'm not sure about this one, guys. I'm just going to cover it for you now. But it says here that the, the, the Foxes could be able to be strengthen their midfield options. I don't see why we really need to with Ndidi, Mendy, Iboro, who's not even being used, Silva, who's not even being used. Do we really need another midfielder? That that potentially we don't need, you know. I don't know. He's he's an Egyptian. Obviously, he plays alongside uh, Salah in in international level. But for me, I don't want. I don't think I want this guy. I'll be I'll be quite honest. Um, Struggle to make an impact at Arsenal. 
and obviously struggled to get into the team at Arsenal. Uh, he's played only, I think, three or four times for Arsenal. Uh, he's came out, I think, during the Europa League games and uh, I think a Cabarro Cup win as well. And that's all he's had chance to play for Arsenal. And I don't, I don't want this Arsenal reject. I just don't want him. Simple as that. But get your comments in again on this one as well, guys. And on the receiving end of that, Daniel uh, Iverson uh, conceded those five goals. He's currently on loan at Oldham. So feel sorry for him. Feel sorry for Danny Iverson. But hey-ho. Come on, England. <laughs> well done, Gray, for bagging the goal as well. And Andy King earned his uh, 50th Wales cap in a 1-0 defeat against Albania. And Danny Ward was in goal as well. So another <laughs> bad uh, news for Leicester goalkeepers at the minute. But hey-ho. Uh, don't forget Casper Schmarkel saved that worldie against uh, Gareth Bale. And the full... You know, full squad get Denmark versus Wales in the week last week, so don't forget that though. So it is, it isn't all bad on Leicester's goalkeepers, uh, but um, yeah, Kaglo Sayunku played 90 minutes as Turkey kept a clean sheet in a goalless draw with Ukraine, and Kalichi Inasio came on for the final two minutes of Nigeria's goalless tie with Uganda, Kaputska helped Poland's under-21s overcome Portugal and qualify for next summer's Euros as they won 3-2 on aggregate. Ooh, well done, Kaputska. Maybe we'll see him back in the squad. Do, do we rate him? I, I don't think I've seen enough of him uh, to warrant my opinion on him, to be honest. But at least we've finally seen that Soyuncu get some game time as well. Looks um, interesting. Looks like like an interesting player, to be honest. In fact, maybe replacing Wes Morgan next season. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay, you can quote me on that. I think he will. I think Wes Morgan's probably going to be done next season. But hats off to Wes Morgan. He's had a cracking, cracking time at Leicester City Football Club, and I hope he doesn't leave the squad straight away because he's always very welcome as a you know replacement sub at any point. Now, Robert Hoof has been teamless for quite a while now, but news has emerged as a surprise option for Robert Hoof would be AC Milan. According to some reports in Italy, the Serie A giants are in the midst of an injury crisis at centre-back and are turning to the free transfer market. Hoof is reported among one of their possibilities. So fair play to Robert Hoof if that lands him a little, you know, game time at AC Milan. Who wouldn't want to play there in the San Siro? I know I would. Now then, Mr. Puel himself has stated that we also do need to move on as a club from the passing of Mr. Fishai. He said, you cannot do a whole season on emotion. This event will always be ingrained in them and will accompany them throughout their journey. But I do not want to use this as a springboard because it's double-edged. We must return to a certain normality in the work. Now, if Puel is saying that, that clearly means that it's it's got to happen, guys. Not just us, but the players themselves. We've all got to move on now. We've had our time. We've had our moment to grieve. We'll always be a part of our memory. And this team will always be a part of Vishai's visions. But it's time to move on. Now, while I'm on the topic of managers, Mr. Ranieri, our Claudio Ranieri, the legend himself, is finally back and he's back with a bang. 
he's actually managing Fulham. And we asked a few of you guys what your thoughts were on LeicesterFanTV.com. And this are, these are some of your comments. Paul Lambert said, should be at Leicester, but wish him well. Ellis Francis James says, he's better not take them on a European tour. <laughs> he better not take them on a European tour. Uh, ben Fountain says, good luck, Claudio. Frankly, we're, where Fulham or Nigel would have been a better fit. Sue Loma said, I hope it goes well for him. Obviously not when he plays Leicester, but we will never forget him. And James Berry said, raising eyebrows in the same way that it did when we appointed him. Fulham to win the league next season. This one is already beyond them for now. <laughs> yeah, they are struggling. And will Ranieri be able to pull them out, though? That's the question. Um, get those comments in, fly them in on the, uh, on the podcast for me, guys. And uh, I'll read them out on the next one. Jew James, Jew James, Jew James, that's a name, isn't it? Said, I love Claudio. Fulham are so lucky. I suppose I should stop hoping he would come back now. Good luck, Claudio. You are and will always be amazing. So there's just a few of your comments on your thoughts on Claudio Ranieri. We're all in the same boat. It was really, really, really nice to see him back last week on the... Sorry, no, no, not last week. The last home game, sorry. Uh, international break. The, yeah. Last home game, it was an emotional ride and it was one we'll never forget and it was great to see there's so many people out there. Anyway, enough about Ranieri. It's Claude Puel who's the, in charge of Leicester and it's Claude Puel that's in the media again for this time, a article about have City improved this season. With 17 points from the opening 12 games, City are four points better off than at this stage last season. That represents the joint fourth biggest improvement in the league. Level with Spurs and behind Liverpool, plus 8. Everton and Bournemouth, both plus 7. City have also scored one more goal and conceded two fewer than last term. However, this doesn't tell the whole story. City's fixtures have been noticeably less difficult this time around. Last year, City faced five of the big six in their opening 12 games, apart from Spurs, losing all five. This year, they've taken on just three, Arsenal, Man United and Liverpool. Again, unfortunately, losing every game. If you compare City's results, like-for-like fixtures, replacing last season's relegated size with the promoted outfits, City trail by one point, having scored four fewer, but also having conceded one fewer. So it's a very balanced kind of, I suppose, results in terms of last season's and this season with Puel. So not much change. Is he going to take us anywhere further or is this this it? Is it going to be like a top 10 finish? Maybe a half decent cup run again like last season? I'm not sure. Let's, I'm just enjoying the ride at the minute. I'm, I want to get back into the footy and I, want to, I can't wait for the weekend with Brighton away. It's going to be a difficult one, I think, going away. But let's just hope. Let's just wait and let's just see. Oh, and some news has just popped up while I was doing this podcast that former Leicester City manager Martin O'Neill has lost his job at the Republic of Ireland at the national level. Um, following their relegation in the Nations League, the uh, the, the O'Neill and his also wingman, um, Steve Guppy, who was working with O'Neill as his assistant coach, have also parted ways with the Irish FA uh, that's breaking news on uh, on Twitter via FA Ireland official account for Ireland's national team. 
breaking, the Border Football Association of Ireland have mutually agreed with Martin O'Neill to part ways. Damn. I suppose it was coming, I suppose, with them being relegated. You know, that's what happens with national sides. They always seem to move on to the next person. However, he has had a good run at Ireland. He took them into the Euros in 2016. And that was actually beating World Cup champions Germany as well. Don't forget that. So they've had a good run with Martin O'Neill. And he's always been a decent manager. No matter where he's gone, he's always done half a decent job. But the rumours are now obviously straight in. Is he going to come to Leicester? Is Pure going to get dropped? And are we going to take Martin O'Neill back? I think that's a step backwards. As much as I love Martin O'Neill and those years, they're like, like golden years, right? They are. But times have changed. Football's changed. And the stadium has changed. And I, I just don't think Martin O'Neill would be able to cut it in the Prem with Leicester right now. Because I think his past would hold him back too much, as well as the fans. Um, I'd, I'd like to keep him where he is, as a as a legend at Leicester, of what he achieved in his time. And I don't want him to come back to, to potentially tarnish it. I'm not saying he would, he might do a bloody good job. But I don't want him coming back to tarnish it in case he did. And then his name becomes more dirt than, than legend. So it's a no for me. Now, with the build-up to the Brighton game, obviously there is training going on at the moment, and you've got to see this. If you search up uh, Johan Ben-Luan's ben goal in training, he's just scored an overhead kick off of the floor. He was literally laying on the floor, and the ball somehow managed to end up at his feet, and he's juggled it, and then he's hit it from off the floor and it's looped the goalkeeper in an, an absolute astonishing goal. <laughs> it's outrageous. You've got to see it. Make sure you find it on... You can actually find it on Ben Luan's official Twitter page on Twitter. Just go at Ben, ben Luan and you'll find it. Um, I think it's on his Instagram as well. Oh, what a goal. <laughs> if you could only score like that in, in, in game, I think it gets some more game time. Oh, crazy stuff <laughs> and like I said with the build up of the game against Brighton you know it's finally it's back to footy you know and away at the seaside to take on Brighton um, who are currently only three points behind us and you know a win for us could see us rise to perhaps top eight you know who would you start who would you drop do we have a plan B do we need it and some of you guys answered those questions on Monday night's Fan Zone show with Phil. Uh, Phil Holloway from 100% LCFC does a fan show every Monday at half past eight. And some of you guys' comments were absolutely brilliant. I'm going to read some of those out to you now. So during the show, we had some comments. Adam Ward, for one, uh, said that there's better defenders now to fill Wes's spot. It's a shame, but it's the harsh reality. Need to give the other defenders that could be at the club for a long spell some game time and replace him. And I completely agree, mate. And I do think that Soyunku is that man to replace Wes Morgan next season. So watch this space, I suppose. And that plan B was definitely answered by Adam again. Adam Ward said, Okazaki is an energetic and chases the ball like Jamie Vardy. He's like a little Jack Russell. I don't know why we don't play him with Jamie Vardy still. I agree, mate. Um, I think he's the perfect plan B. Because at the moment, with James Madison in the middle, 
and you're playing technically playing wing backs with Chilwell and Pereira on the left and right, with Ndidi and potentially Mendy uh, on the pitch behind Jamie Vardy, playing on his own, I don't think it's working uh, in terms of his game. He's, he loves playing off the channels and he loves those you know through balls that he can run onto off of his shoulder or the balls over the top on uh, you know over his shoulder and i don't feel like he gets that support without his his wingman okazaki i do feel that okazaki just brings that game to him by pressuring like jamie vardy pressuring a lot okazaki works hard to win the ball back and with winning the ball back you're already into more of a counter-attackive uh, position, and I think that's where Jamie Vardy really does well is when Okazaki wins the ball back, and the next thing you know, there's a counter attack, and bang, the ball's been played, and Jamie Vardy's on for a goal. I'm not sure because he, he didn't pl- he didn't play well for England in the setup that England you know had, and I'm not sure if he's going to be playing very well with Leicester in the setup that they've got now. He needs a player next to him. Not saying that Okazaki is the only player that can play next to him, but Inacho is still not quite proven to be as an effective partnership with Jamie Vardy. Let me know what your thoughts are on this, but some of you guys on the comments on the video from Monday night on Phil's Fan Zone show have stated the same things I have, that Okazaki is the main man and should be played more often. Now, Leicester City have a 100% record against Brighton in the Premier League. It is at Brighton's ground and Brighton have only lost one of their last home Premier League matches. So it's going to be a difficult one this time round for Leicester. But with a 100% record against them, odds are still in Leicester City's favour. Now I do believe, I think that it was Rhea Mahrez corner that came swinging to the box. And Harry Maguire got his head onto it. I'm pretty sure that was the last encounter. Correct me if I'm wrong, my mind's not as great as it used to be, hence I've got concussion right now. But we won't go into that, the reasons why. But hey-ho, I've got to do this for the sponsors and for you guys as well. But I'm pretty sure that that's what the result was, was a Harry Maguire header that got the winner, right? I'm not sure. I should probably just Google it in front of me, but hey, that's not how I do these things. (laughs) I'm just going to throw a prediction out there that Leicester are going to win 2-0. Jamie Vardy to finally get a goal and I'm not going but if you are going the Leicester City supporters are being treated by the late chairman Vishai uh, I think it's a scarf I think I'm, I'm not sure let me just let me just get the uh, yes a beanie hat so you each member of the Blue Army attending the the game on Saturday will receive a free LCFC beanie hat Um so there you go. That's crazy, isn't it? Right? It'll be collective. You know, it'll be just before the kickoff. You'll be able to collect your hat. And such giveaways were a frequent gesture of Leicester City's beloved late chairman. And similar initiatives will continue at selected fixtures throughout this season and seasons to come. Please note, tickets for this game have now sold out, and beanie hats are only available to supporters with a match, a valid match ticket. Um, it's just a truly wonderful. Uh, deed by the club again you know and uh just it's just mad in it that top would do that uh the new chairman mr uh, mr vishai's son top uh, is carrying out the legacy of his father 
and uh, for someone who has benefited, you know, benefited from the incredible generosity personally, I'd like to say thank you for the free beers, the free, the donuts, and 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 looking after the hospitals, man, in Leicester. So absolutely brilliant. Okay, so that about wraps up my show, guys. Thank you for listening via SoundCloud, iTunes, and watching the video on YouTube. This is me, Lee Chapman, 100% LCFC podcast, signing out for the day, and keep it 100% LCFC. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.